Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Transformation for Success show. I am here each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Fridays. So I want you, listeners, to tune in each week. Today, I am so excited and pleased to have a very interesting guest on the show, Miss Tina Panarielo, who is author of Polished, Filing Away at Life's Truths. Tina has been the owner of Nail Artistry for 33 years. As I've shared on my show previously, it is awesome to welcome guests from many different platforms and businesses who share their journeys of transformation to success. So Tina's incredible story is detailed throughout her book, and it chronicles her journey of becoming an accomplished actor, nail technician, award-winning, world-class hand-painted nail artist and educator. Then, having lost it all, she discovered how to master the game of life to become a motivational speaker, author, business consultant, and life coach. Tina lives in her hometown of Brooklyn, New York, and continues to be a world-class nail artist. Now, this is interesting because Tina has been awarded more than 15 trophies and most recently was honored as the 2015 Top Woman in Business and the New York State Certificate of Merit as the 2016 Distinguished Woman of the Year. I just want to go on and on about Tina, but first of all, I just want to welcome and present Tina to my guest today. Hello, Miss Tina. How are you? Hello, Dr. B. I am fine. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having me on your show. Well, I am so excited to have you on the show because, you know, you're my first nail artist, world-class, I should say, hand-painted nail artist and educator on the show. And really, you've been interviewed on many programs and several in New York, and uh, you have received many accolades about your awards and about your work and what you've done. And I know one of the things that I was so intrigued by your story, Tina, that I really wanted to have you on the show for two reasons. One, this show is designed to talk about people's transformational journeys. And we all have had our challenges, our struggles, our setbacks. But oftentimes, some people don't have those comebacks, as you have truly demonstrated. So I'm just delighted to have you and welcome you to Transformation for Success, because you have inspired so many other people to achieve their dreams. And I know that people are going to be really, really inspired by your story. So listeners, I want you to stay tuned as you're going to learn more about this incredible global leader who has had total life changes. Now, you can call in the show if you have questions of me and or my guest, Miss Tina, toll free. And you can join that discussion at 880-346-9141. Or if you're calling internationally, and we welcome you to call 001 480-553-5754. Now, again, let me welcome my guest, Miss Tina Panariello. And Tina, you are just a fabulous woman, and you're beautiful, too. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I checked you out. Beautifully. My last I, name. <laughs> well, thank you, because I want to be, I definitely want it to be uh, appropriate and correct, because there's nothing like misspelling or, or mispronouncing somebody's name. So, I'd like you to sort of share with us today a little bit of your journey, because actually, um, from your beginning, uh, how did you, I know you grew up in Brooklyn, so tell us a little bit about what it was like growing up in Brooklyn as a young, as a young, beautiful woman. <laughs> Well, I originally was born in Lower Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I moved to Brooklyn at 11, which was mm-hmm. a life-changing experience. I was frightened. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what I was doing. We moved into a beautiful new project that they just built in the Bensonhurst mm-hmm. area of Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And it felt like I was moving to a farm. That's what it was like. Country, all country, not not Manhattan, nowhere near the water. As far oh as wow! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was um, about a mile or a half a mile from Coney Island, which I think you've heard of, being out there in California. And um, it was interesting to say the least. I um, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I am here. Oh. I thought we got cut off. Okay, I am no, so no. Doctor Bates. Mm-hmm. Um, it turned out that I went to junior high school, had to take the train to school because mm-hmm. it was far away. I made a lot of friends, and then high school. When I got into high school, which was wonderful, I wound up becoming part of Sing, which is a show that the juniors and seniors put on. So that was was my first experience on a stage. Mm-hmm. And then, um, while I was in school, without me realizing it, I loved to draw. So in oh, my wow. biology class, yeah, mm-hmm. I used mm. to draw the anatomy of the body, but the inside part, not the outside, the inside. Wow. <laughs> oh. My yeah, my mother had medical books, so I took mm-hmm. a summer, an entire mm-hmm. summer, sat down with paper and pen or pencil, and I drew your heart. I drew your lungs, oh, wow. I drew the head, the eyes, the nose, oh, the mouth. Wow. And when I finished, I handed it to my biology department in September. And today, I am so sorry I did that because that is the first time I realized I could draw. Wow. How yeah. wonderful. Oh, my. And how old were you again? How old were you again At when that, you realized? I was 16. When I realized that I, when we used to do book reports, which I know you remember doing them. I when, do. <laughs> um, when I used to do book reports, most people would trace the faces or whatever they were drawing. I just looked at it and drew it. I didn't trace anything. I just drew it from my report, not realizing that it was part of my upbringing or my heritage because my uncles on my father's side and my father and my brother artists in their own right isn't that something wow mm-hmm. so you so really this this was a, a a talent that was really latent but it's sort of like in the genes and you discovered this when you were 16 how wonderful now that's it, remarkable so did you start to do something with it you know professionally no. or <laughs> no <laughs> what I wanted to do you're going to laugh what no. I wanted to do I didn't know about it, but they did medical illustrations. Oh. And 
when I graduated high school, I also wanted to be a surgeon because I paint that small. So I know I could do surgery, very small, it's incisions mm-hmm. and fix people and make them live, which was something I always wanted to do. But I had problems getting into college, so I was going to try to do the illustrations and medical books. But at that time, there was no direction on how to learn, learn about it. Right, so I just, right. I gave it up, and I became a secretary. Okay. Okay, but that's okay. That's okay because you were able to actually do something with your life. And I was a secretary at one time, so I'm not going to knock it because I think it's a great profession. <laughs> I'd like to find a good one today. <laughs> yep, I know, I know. <laughs> so what happened then? You were secretary, and then how did you segue into becoming this this lead nail art educator and artist? How in the world did you start that? Well, after school and graduating and being a secretary and got married, was married for a couple of years, and this is going to surprise you or maybe not, I auditioned for the American Academy of Dramatic Arts to go into acting. No, I'm I'm not surprised. Marvelous. (laughs) Thank you. I'm a graduate of the school. I performed and owned my own theater group. I did it for seven years. And during that... Yeah, and then I segued out of it, and I started a jewelry business with now, my ex-husband. <laughs> now, why did you segue out of out of you know this this being on stage and uh, seven years of that? That's a big investment, Tina. So, what happened I, that you would segue into pregnant. jewelry business? I became pregnant, and okay. my ex-husband had asked me. Can I stop for a little while just to be there with my son at the beginning? Mm-hmm. Because he could not handle him while I was mm-hmm. performing. I performed okay. almost all the way through my pregnancy, gave it up for a little while, and I went right back to it. Mm-hmm. So he had asked me if I could take off. And when I did, I took off, but... I couldn't get back into it once I became a mother and I got involved with my son and the closeness, the bond was, I really didn't want to leave him. Mm-hmm. I can understand that, definitely. So, so I, that became I your, that was your, your, your segue, I guess, you're actually going into the jewelry business with your husband, right? Right. We did um, in-home jewelry business similar to Tupperware. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I was painting my own nails. So that's where that came in. I would always do my own nails. I would polish them and make nail polish Mm -hmm. designs. Mm -hmm. And in order to get a young lady to give me a party, I would show off the jewelry and I would say, would you like to give me a jewelry party? This is how much you would receive. Mm -hmm. And when they would stutter and say, we're not sure, whatever they would say, I would show Mm -hmm. them my nails. And I would say, would you like this as a gift? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. They said exactly what you said. (laughs) (laughs) And I got got a party each time I said that. So they got my nail art and a jewelry as a gift for giving giving me a party. And that lasted for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And I met a young lady in New Jersey. 
and we became very good friends. She was moving to Brooklyn, and mm-hmm. she used to know about nails and asked me if I'd like to work with her. And wow. we did in her house. It's really funny how my life just changes. And we worked yes. in her house, and I did the manicures, and I did um, the mm-hmm. artwork on anybody that wanted artwork. But that wasn't that- very lucrative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I chose to leave. Mm-hmm. I took two clients with me. Mm-hmm. From that, by word of mouth, and the women at uh, the mothers at my son's school, mm-hmm. word got around that I was doing nails. And wow. I built a clientele out of my home and driving to some other women's homes as well. Mm-hmm. And I got 35 clients by doing that. That is remarkable. You know, this is such a, you know, it's really interesting how doors will open. Here you go, you know, into acting. And, of course, you're doing your nails. And I know you're beautiful, Tina. I've seen you. And then here you are at home with the son. You decide you're going to stay at home and help with your husband's jewelry. And how with selling jewelry, people notice your nails. And it is so true. You know, even today, I think people, they look at your nails, they look at your feet, but from nails and then again, a home business and then striking out on your own and finding an outlet for all of this artistic ability in you. That is remarkable. Now, I want to bookmark this a moment because one of the things that I, I did, because you know, I love nails. I lo- and out here in California, well, I guess in m- many of the states, I don't think there are many women that don't wear uh, nails or nail polish. But when I was doing my research, uh, I didn't realize that nail polish originated in China as early as 3000 B.C. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And in India. And I and then the the creation of the first modern day nail polish was actually inspired by automobile paint, and yes. and in 1916, and then 1932 I think Revlon and you know all this history. Um, you they did your they research, young lady. Yes, ma'am. I was so excited because you're my first nail technician, and I mean, everybody in this country has nails, and everybody, you know, most of the people, they get their nails done, or they get them manicured, but I wanted to find out. I didn't really know much about the nail polish business, and so it's, so I want the listeners to know, too, and be educated what, Tina, you have learned, and probably as an educator, to share with people, and I don't know if many of the nail technicians that we actually deal with. I wonder, now I'm going to be able to tell them, do they really know where uh, nail polish originated and what invented uh, or spurred the creation of the first modern-day nail polish? And then I didn't know, well, I guess I got my first acrylic nails maybe in the 70s, and it was invented or created in 1978. So tell me, you started this very highly successful nail art and design business and did you do that just basically from the home business and that evolved or you got your own building or what happened it it started from my home and I worked in my Mm -hmm. home two days Mm -hmm. a week and then I was Mm -hmm. on the road when Wayne was in school I would go Mm -hmm. out he left at 8 30 to school I would leave nine o'clock drive out to Long Mm -hmm. Island and make Mm -hmm. sure I was home by three for Mm -hmm. him and mm-hmm. then after homework and dinner and 
shower and I had a babysitter then because I was divorced at the time. Okay. I would go to a client's home where there were five women in her household, all family. They were all sisters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I did them and from eight o'clock and this is something people don't understand or realize. I would come home three, four in the morning mm-hmm. because as you know, when you get together with women in a house, there is coffee, mm-hmm. there is mm-hmm. cake, and conversation. And of course. then everything I did was hand painted, hands on. I don't use drills. I don't. I use files. No drills. Nothing electric. I do everything by hand, and my mm-hmm. hand painting is all hand, and it's intricate. I don't use a decal. I don't use any forms to do it. I paint mm-hmm. from my head or a picture. Okay. So that's what happened. And then the young man that I was involved with at the time said to me, don't you think you should get a place? It's, it's like two years of being out late and you're getting tired. Never got tired of what I did. I'm telling you, I never did. And Tina? Finally, what? Tina? Can I just bookmark this right quickly? Because I am so upset over this story, and we want to get more of this young man you met and you were dating at the time. And listeners, I want you to stay tuned because we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we're going to be right back to finish Tina's story of how she became this nail artist. Ah, impression today. Thank you for listening, and we'll be right back with you. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within. But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
Well, hello there, and welcome back today to Transformation for a Success Show today with my guest, Miss Tina Panarielo, who is the author of Polished Filing Way at Life's Truths. This young woman has been the owner of Nail Artistry by Tina for 33 years. And interestingly enough, we're talking about her incredible transformational journey that started as an accomplished actor with an associate degree from the prestigious American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York, and how this woman was awarded and has been awarded 15 trophies with a first and second place world and international world championships with nail artistry, and she's also a nail art educator. So, Tina, we were talking about, before we went on break, how all of a sudden, you, this young man that you're now dating and you're spending all these hours coming home early in the morning <laughs> after being in the home of these women and doing their nails and talking and everything you do by hand, what happens? What happens? Tell me, tell me. Okay. Well, I was walking, walking by a building and I saw an empty building, an empty store, which used to be a man's gym. And I went home and I said to him, uh, Frank... I found the store. And he goes, where? And I told him. He goes, that's the store I wanted you to take three months ago. I said, oh I wasn't goodness. ready three months ago. Let's go look at it now. So we go look at it. The landlord comes in. I take a look. I can't believe what it smelled like. Oh, my God. I'm sure you know what a gym smells like. Yes. And um, it, it turns out <laughs> that I said, okay, let's do it. So I went to speak to my parents. I asked mm-hmm. them for help. And my okay. parents offered me $35,000. His parents gave us wow. 5000 I was very, very fortunate. My brother was a contractor. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uncle also knew how to do it. And Frank, all three of them put my business together. I threw up the schematics. Wow. I made the layout of the entire salon myself. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. followed it. I went out, I got some antiques, I had my brother mm-hmm. refurbish them, I had a tree put in there. I wanted it to feel like you were in your living room or in your home. It had to be How comfortable. Nice. Women had mm. to come in and feel like they wanted to be there. I didn't want mm-hmm. them to feel stuffy. And mm-hmm. I opened with 35 clients. Some didn't come, some came, and after, are you sitting down? After four years mm-hmm. in business, I had seven employees and 250 clients. My goodness, Tina. Wow. What a wonderful, wonderful opportunity. But more important, you, were, you gave employees a job and you were making women happy <laughs> with their nails. Yeah. And during that time is when I was competing. I would go to, I would take either one of my employees with me or a client. I would Uh take them as my guest and subject who I painted on to California and I paid for it. I paid airfare, I paid room and board. The only thing that they would do if they wanted to was pay for one meal. Otherwise, I paid for it. I paid for all of it. But I was bitten by the bug by going to the International Beauty Show in New York and seeing what I could do. We're talking about the 1980s. This is unbelievable. Right, Nails right. were not big enough yet. 
And <clears throat> I entered one competition, Dr. B, and you know what happened? I lost and I cried. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Yep, I was destroyed. I was, chan- oh. I was, oh, my God. I went back to the salon and I was furious. And then I said, okay, I have to get better. We have to get better and better and better. And so I did. Dr. B, I competed for four years or two. I don't even remember how many years it was. And all I know is I strived for being the international champion, first place, Mm -hmm. for being the world international champion, first place. One is in California and one is in New York. And that's what I I worked my tail off for. And that shows you that you never give up. One failure or even two or even three does not mean that you give up. And certainly, I think that's that's what was in you because I want to quickly segue over to have the audience really know here you are that you have created this highly successful nail art and design business. You have seven employees, 250 clients, and I knew you grew more than that when suddenly everything started to unravel. So tell us about that with the economy tanking and what happened with your business. Well, the economy did tank. It affected me a year later. Women lost their jobs. Their husbands lost their jobs. Oh, wow. I was asked to move. My father passed away. All at the oh, same my goodness. Time. Oh, and wow. I did not know what happened to me. I really didn't. I just existed. I just was like in remote. I was in, in doing things by remote. I would go to work. I would do what I had to do. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I wasn't laughing anymore. Someone stole $4,000. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my it goodness. Was like, I was like the little rabbit in the hole and didn't know how to come out. You know, yeah. I mean, I just really have to thank God for you because, and I know that God was in this, because when, when things happen and you hit rock bottom, I mean, you're at the peak of your success. Here you are. You're asked to move out of your apartment. Your father dies in the middle of that. Your son runs away from home. And then somebody steals $4,000 from you. And after all of this tragedy, how did you come out of that? How did you survive? Six months later, I got like something hit me. And Mm -hmm. I was outside um, taking the sun. And I came running upstairs screaming and yelling and throwing my towels all over the place and, and saying, what is wrong with me? What am I supposed to do? What happened to me? Where, where, where'd mm-hmm. I go? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I went to bed. I got up the next morning. I looked in the mirror. And all I did was say, Tina, get out of it. You have to do something. What's wrong with you? You've never allowed anything to do anything to you. Why now? Uh So I went and bought the newspaper. I searched for jobs. I went on interviews and I got a job a couple of months later. I got Uh a job in the city. I kept my salon open at night, but a lot of clients didn't know Uh the gate was down during the day. So I worked in the city during the day and I worked nail artistry by night. 
I wow. work 7.30 in the morning, come home mm-hmm. at 7, go directly to the store, work till 12, and do that for five days straight. And work on wow. Saturday. I wasn't giving up what was mine. Nobody was taking that away from me. I heard that. You know, I, you know, I know a bit of your story as, as we shared um, earlier about what you had gone through. And one of the reasons why I really wanted you to be on the, on the show, because I know out there, there are people who are going through, maybe there are people who've tuned in this show even just now and hearing this because I, I, I know that depression comes, but when you have no light, there's just darkness. Here you are. You're, you didn't know where you were going to put food on the table. Your car was even repossessed. Tina, I'm telling you, I have to say, God bless you, because there are so many people, men and women, would just crush, be crushed under this. And I know today, frankly, we probably, well, I shouldn't say probably, that we have a lot of people who are homeless today who are on the streets but who were not able maybe to turn it around. But how you turned it around was looking in the mirror and saying, this is it. Get out of it. <laughs> you spoke That's to yourself. exactly what I did. <laughs> well, maybe there's somebody out there listening that needs to just look in your mirror, whether you're in the car, maybe stop that car and look in that, re- look in that rearview mirror and say, get out of it. If Tina can do it, I can do it. My God, how old were you at the time? Can I ask? Uh, that's all right. You don't have to share your age. In my forties, I mean, okay. my early forties. So, so here you have to come back again. So I'm going to call you the comeback kid. <laughs> so, were were there anything? Were other things that you did to help you make that change? Because here you are. You fought back by you went to work. You found a job. You didn't, you had that spirit, I'm not giving up, I'm not letting anybody take anything that's mine. So were you able to quit your uh, day job? I'm sure you were, but how were you able to quit your day job and go back to the salon and doing that full time? Well, um, I was a very, very lucky woman, and I believe in a lot of things. I believe in the universe and manifesting. And my Mm -hmm. job, I just have to say this, was in the acting profession. I worked for a ticket agency for all the theaters in New York. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so I was thrown back into that. Okay. And I was there for two years and mm-hmm. I met another gentleman mm-hmm. who um, was very good to me, older than me. And mm-hmm. my client's boss who owns a salon was mm-hmm. looking for a nail technician. And he offered me a position in his salon to rent from him. Okay. So we we interviewed. I downsized. All my mm-hmm. nail techs left for their own jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just me. Nobody else. Just me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I inter- I went with him for brunch. We talked. He told me how much it would cost. And I turned around and I said, okay, I'll give it a try. So in the two-year span... Richard, who I was involved with then, an older gentleman, we Mm -hmm. moved me into his salon. I closed my other salon, Mm -hmm. and I am now in my salon 20 years, working on my own. Wow. Wow. And within that time, 
I have built up my speaking, my motivation. I've mm-hmm. worked for OPI as a nail art educator. Mm-hmm. I taught at a lot of beauty shows because I used to do beauty shows with OPI. Mm-hmm. Actually, they're not beauty shows, they're nail shows. Mm-hmm. And I've met a lot of wonderful people as this was going on, and I kept growing. And then um, I'm always looking to grow. I'm always learning. Mm-hmm. I'm always mm-hmm. advancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm meeting people that have helped me grow. I think that's wonderful. And that's mm-hmm. what's, how it's worked. So I started working there, and I gave my two-week notice. And... Um, then I left the apartment I lived in due to circumstances that I can't say. Mm-hmm. And I moved out and I moved into another apartment, which I am in now. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm thriving beautifully. And my Isn't book came that... out four years ago, and I'm just, uh, I keep going. I think that's wonderful. And, you know, to be honored, too, as one of the top women in 2015 and look at, you know, the thing is that out of depression and out of uh, finding yourself in, gosh, a double whammy. I don't even know. I won't even call it a double whammy because when you think about all the things that did happen, you know, in in sequence, I can imagine wondering and looking and saying, what's happening? Why me? Why am I, what did I ever do to deserve this? And I know a lot of people do ask those questions. But you know, my my question I posed at one time, and I share that to you. Tina, do you think things happen to us to make us or to break us? Make us. Absolutely. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Because you took something that was designed with many people would say to break you, but it made you stronger that you were then, I'm taking it, inspired to write this book. So, and, and maybe I'll ask you that question. What did inspire you to write the book uh, that you wrote, Polished, Filing Away at Life's Truth? I love that title. Thank you. <laughs> um, I wanted to write an art book, which... Mm-hmm. Uh, at that time, the publisher said no, but in the future, there will be an art book that I'm working on now. But Great, great. At that time, I was, my life has gone on, and I've, the man I was involved with that I told you about, Richard, he passed away, and I oh. was involved with another gentleman for seven years. My relationships have always been years, never just months. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to write a book, and I needed funding for it. Mm -hmm. And at the time, he was very leery and didn't help me. So Mm -hmm. I wound up connecting with a publisher through an email, and they called me up, and we talked Mm -hmm. on the phone. I told them my story. They said, Mm -hmm. send me your manuscript. I said, I don't have one. Well, send us (laughs) something. Do you have anything? So I said, okay, my girlfriend and I, over the phone, she put something together for me. I sent pictures. We mailed Mm -hmm. them out. She called me back. I was in the middle of doing something. And she goes, Tina, I have something to say to you. I said, okay, Amanda. She goes, "Um, we're offering you a contract. I said, you're doing what? We're offering you a contract. You're going to have a contract for the book. A publicist It's going to cost $4,000. Um, read it over. We're sending it to you. I went hysterical on the phone. I was so excited. 
It was during Easter and Passover. Um, and you're going to find out really my strength again. But mm-hmm. my boyfriend and I had broken up just after I got that. And mm-hmm. I wrote my book. And that's what kept me sane during the breakup. Great. That, that was seven years. Was that was seven years with that gentleman, right? Yes. 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 Okay. So, again, <laughs> I got to bookmark this for those that are out there. Again, you take something that happens, a tragedy, maybe, you know, a breakup of a relationship for seven years. That's quite a while. And then you take that and turn it into a triumph by writing a book. So, you know, all of the things that happen in our lives are for purposes and sometimes to drive us to our purposes. So, Tina, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be right back with your second part of your journey. So, thank you, listeners, for listening. Stay tuned because we're going to be right back with Tina Panariello. on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life, or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, hello there, and welcome back to my show today with my guest, Miss Tina Panariello. I just love this lady. I tell you, I love her strength. I love her convictions. I love her story that she shared with us today. She is the author of a book, called Polished, Filing Away at Life's Truths. She's been the owner of Nail Artistry by Tina for 33 years. She has had an incredible journey. And those of you who have been listening to this show, I know you have benefited greatly because truly this woman is an accomplished woman. But not only that, she is a survivor. And (laughs) one of the things that was said about her book, uh, the New York Daily News said, uh, they just made this quote, life, colon, She's nailed it. I love that. (laughs) And yes, Tina, you have. Um, So since this is uh, an inspirational story after uh, the breakup of a seven-year relationship, 
share uh, how this inspirational book has helped so many other individuals on their journeys. What have been your your greatest, you would say, testimonies from people once they saw your book? The fact that they have said to me that I've helped them and I've showed Mm -hmm. them how or explained how I went through all of Mm -hmm. this and came out on top and they can't understand it. They've mm-hmm. had things happen to them, and they can't come out of it. They can't find a way out. Mm-hmm. And I try to say to them, well, there are a few books that I've read that have helped me. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you have to turn to something to give you some mm-hmm. sort of knowledge and find a way around it. Mm-hmm. Um, because of my book, I've been able to speak at a lot of high schools, colleges, mm-hmm. private concerns. Mm-hmm. And I have been able to help them get out of, say, their own way, Dr. B. Yes, really. that's right. That's right. And that is that is so important. Um, the, the focus is always on you. You are the architect. You are the architect of your destiny. You truly are. And it is so important for people to understand that. But what were some of the books that you advise people to read? What were some of the books that really helped you? Um, basically, there were two. One is called um, The Secret. Okay, and yes. one mm-hmm. is called The Magic, written by the same author, mm-hmm. um, Rhonda Burns. And I spent hours reading mm-hmm. that book. Mm-hmm. And they are on my night table now, and I still read them. Mm-hmm. And I've okay, learned that- to manifest what it is I want. Okay. Now, and what did you what do you think was the most um I guess salient point or points out of the secret that you would share to the listeners that you found that were profound for you and helped you? Not realizing that when you put out evil or negativity, mm-hmm. that's what you're going to get back. Mhm. No matter what you say, how bad you say it, it comes back at you, and you don't realize it, and that really did something to me. And then if you really want something, that want, say you want it isn't good enough. You mm-hmm. have to feel it, taste mm-hmm. it, know you have it now, see it there. If you mm-hmm. want a car... Make believe you're driving it. It's parked in front of your house. Mm-hmm. Pick the color you want. Many things that I have received, I've received from believing in what she wrote. I don't. That's, I, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. I find it unbelievable, and I'm still doing it. Mm-hmm. And that is how I received recently all my radio interviews, mm-hmm. all my video interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, going into the schools and speaking, winning mm-hmm. top women in, in business. These are things that I've wanted. You say, you say it, you feel it, you dream it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you have it. And just let it manifest, and it will come. So, to end, so one of the things that I hear you saying, too, is you attract what you are. 
and what's in you. And see, a lot of times people are not quite sure. And I'm just going to ask you that question because I know someone is saying, yeah, yeah, right. But she doesn't know what my circumstances are or or what I'm going through. Because, you know, you have a lot of people, the negativity is just so pervasive, really. And right now we're, we're living in such a negative sort of, to me, environment and world. And so, but basically to stay on track and to stay positive. So, Tina, did you ever, you know, feel like, I'm angry, and you want to get back at somebody. I mean, you know, the things that were done to you, because good things happen, and bad things happen to good people. And so did you ever feel like, you know, why, and wanted to wanted to have those evil thoughts or, you know, wanted to, to make some negative, mo- <laughs> you know, moves or, or be negative or say negative things? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. And that is why I couldn't explain why I left my last apartment. And the okay. only thing I could do is it took a lot, an awful lot. My mother mm-hmm. was alive then, and my son was older and helped me. I had to say it happened. I didn't know any better. I couldn't correct it. I couldn't change it, but I could mm-hmm. leave it. And mm-hmm. I had to learn how to forgive You'll never okay. forget, but you must forgive. That's so true. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I'm so <laughs> glad because that's one of my key principles. Uh, it's like there's so many of us that get caught up with the past. The past hurts, and I know it hurts. It's hard to forgive mother. It's hard to forgive a dad that abused you. It's hard to forgive. Oh, yeah. gosh. It's hard when people have done you wrong, when you didn't do anything. But you're not a victim. You're a victor because you can learn to forgive. That's how I, I put it. You're right. Like you, you're, you're, you're so right, though, and Tina and I, I affirm what you're saying. You have a, you get a cut. It heals. But the scar does remain. But mm-hmm. you don't have to, every time you look at that scar, bring up what happened, how I got cut. But you have forgotten it. But, yes, the scar is still there. So forgiveness is the same way. You know, you forgive. You may not forget, but I always say, forget. I am not going to suffer from information overload. I'm sorry. <laughs> too much. The, the kids said they TMI, too much information. So I don't even want all that past. So let's just get on with it. So I know that was a struggle for you. Did you just make up your mind one day that I'm just going to forgive? And I mean, or did you just have to go through a process? I had to learn. I I, uh, I was abused mm-hmm. when I was younger, mm-hmm. and I had to learn to forgive the, the abuser. And mm-hmm. the only way to do that is to forgive. I never forgot, but I had to forgive. Mm-hmm. So I didn't it's know so any true. better. That person mm-hmm. didn't know any better because he was challenged. But now I'm older. Mm-hmm. I believe these. this is me. I believe you must face your past to get to your future. Absolutely. Your past makes you stronger to move on. Your past gives you the strength to get up in the morning sometimes. And you're better for it. Look at what happened to you and say, but look where I am now because of that. Look what's happened to me. And where is that person? Probably Mm -hmm. gone, probably dead, probably a drug, whatever the case may be. Not to wish ill. Look at it and say, I'm the better person for it. 
I'm Absolutely. the one that can get up. I think and that is so... that's how I help my clients. I think that is so wonderful, Tina. And, and you are so right. You know, one of the things is that in life can be a journey and it can be a wonderful journey. It's all about how you accept that there's always something to learn. If you do not forget that past, as you've said, I believe you won't have a present... And consequently, there is no future. <laughs> you're right. You're right, Dr. B. Most definitely, you're right. And I want so but, much more. Yeah, I can, I can. And I hope there are people out there who are hearing this who say, I want more. It has to be that deep-seated, deep-seated knowledge that you want more. And how do you get that? One, you got to forgive and you got to keep going no matter what, as you did, Tina. And that's why I'm just so delighted to have had you on the show. Not a coach. You're not, you know, this expert in sales or techniques. You're a nail technician who has developed artistry. You're good at what you do. And your incredible journey, I am so happy that you were able to share with us today. So what do you think is next for Miss Tina? (laughs) what is next is I'm going to put an art book together because I'm putting, I will be teaching art probably if, if the future goes right and all is well, I will be representing a company in India and I will be doing artwork here in America. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. And then, um, I was a, I was um, connected with mm-hmm. somebody who wants to meet mm-hmm. with me to, I don't know the main reason, part of it is to teach people that she knows art, mm-hmm. and that may be next in my future, but my art book is something I will be working on very soon to get it out there, to te- to know, you know, the brushes, how to do it, the strokes, everything mm-hmm. to do with mm-hmm. my type mm-hmm. of art, because there's many art forms out there. Many. Absolutely. And everyone does it different. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I just, you have been a delight to have on the show. And, and Tina, I hope we stay connected. I know we will stay connected. Uh, and it's just been, you know, a wonderful thing to have you on the show. But I want you to tell me um, the three most important practical things, because I always, you know, one of my things is to talk about success, our transformational journeys, but to give people out there some concrete, actionable ideas or practical things that they'd like the listeners to take away with them today that they can use. So do you mind just sort of giving us one, two, three, or four? Because I know in some of your speeches and some of your talks, you're talking about that. Okay, take it away, Miss Tina. (laughs) No matter what it is that you're going through or what you're feeling, there is always the light at the other side. There's Mm -hmm. always something that you can do. Mm -hmm. When someone says to me, I can't or I won't or I shouldn't, there's no such word. Mm -hmm. You can, you will, you should. Mm -hmm. Nothing negative. So mm-hmm. whatever it is you're doing, you can make it better or 
maybe there's something else you want to do. Like, I never thought I would get up in front of a classroom and talk to mm-hmm. entrepreneurs in a high school mm-hmm. who are already doing business and try to motivate them to tell them what mm-hmm. I've gone through. These are 16 year old mm-hmm. children and they're doing mm-hmm. it already. Mm-hmm. And that is... I'm sorry. No, I just think it's wonderful that you're you're doing that, and you're making a difference with these with these sixteen year olds. And then going into college, some people mm-hmm. go to college just to finish out their education and do nothing else. And I go in mm-hmm. and change that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meeting women, talking to women at different women's groups, mm-hmm. and helping them decide what they want to do. And a lot of them will say to me, like you said before, oh, if you did it, it's so easy. And I look at them and say, do you think it's easy? <laughs> well, if it's easy, young lady, I want to meet the one that it's easy for. I wasn't born with a gold spoon in my mouth, and even people with gold spoons in their mouth do not have mm-hmm. it easy. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that? I grew up with a brother who was an alcoholic. Do you know what that's mm-hmm. like? I grew up without my mother knowing me. She always doted on my brother. I came mm-hmm. out ahead. Now you could come and, out ahead. And that's great. I to want know. to Yeah, I want to be able to keep doing this. This is what I want to do. And this is what I tell everybody. Don't give up. Don't let and go. You know, that's wonderful. I, I'm just sitting here commenting because there's there's more about you in terms of the experiences you've gone through, just growing up. But being able to relate those those experiences and be authentic and transparent with your audience is wonderful. So as we close the show today, I'm going to have you back, I know, for a second round. But I just want to thank you again for being on the show today with Dr. Young. And those of you who'd like to send your comments or questions to me, please do at info at transformationforsuccess.com. Again, Tina, thank you for sharing your heart and your success story today. So until then, thank you. I just have a last little tidbit. It was actress Rita Hayward that popularized red nail polish. All righty. And the most expensive nail polish costs $250,000. Well, maybe one day I'll have that. (laughs) But anyway, Tina... It was wonderful again, and thank you. And to my listeners out there, thank you. Until next time, this is Dr. Barbara Young signing off, and I'll see you next Tuesday, and have a blessed week. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week.